Here I am, August 22nd, I believe, 2012, 2012, another year of our Lord, praise His name. As I crawl myself back to Kentucky for another season at Amazon, praising God for any opportunity to use these hands that He has provided me as he says to get wealth but the only true wealth I truly desire and all of us truly desire is the wisdom and knowledge of him and our Abba Father coming to you this day as I'm driving along Interstate 90 thing shuffling off the buffalo as the song goes, no way I'm not going to sing. Please, you don't want me to sing. Maybe later. Up until how tired I get from the ride. Any who's. Back around, just outside of Albany, Schenectady area. I think around exit 25 or something like that. I noticed a, it looks like a community that and it happened, you know, I just happened to see the church off Interstate 90. That's kind of rare, you don't always see it off the interstate, of course. And it looked like, you know, used to be an old mill town. And as we know, due to greedy owners that didn't follow our Lord and Savior, the one found our Lord and Savior, had, you know, started up provided a lot of money and a lot of resources and labor to individuals and then when the that part of the economy began to tank back usually right around the 60's and 70's and 80's they just shut down left all those workers and all their homes, mortgaged homes uh, just struggling and it becomes an empty beer in a town and begin to wonder when we study the scriptures and rightly divide them when we truly listen to Almighty God fearfully coming into His presence every single day and walking in His presence and by His Spirit every single day Wherever he chooses to open a church, plant a church, place a church, that community should be thriving if they're obeying him. But you begin to wonder, as you look around America, you see a lot of churches barren, on the middle of nowhere. We who love the Lord and want to please him, no, that's not, you know, something went astray. When you study the Old Testament as an example, which is what we are told through Corinthians, to the church of Corinthians at that time, as an example of basically what not to do and how God handled Israel when they went astray. You notice how easily they got comfortable in a location, comfortable with the material blessings, comfortable with... Uh, they never really settled in at that time. And really today they even have it settled in with the spiritual blessings. 
it was always on the temporary blessings. I think that should be a lesson to us that one, we are not called to play in the church, we're called to make disciples and let his word work through us. And who's his word? Jesus. But if you drive around and see a community that's got a dead, dried up church and it's dying, drying up, and the community itself is drying up, I believe they got comfortable. And they got they got away from the true cross of Jesus Christ. Not living a sold out. Because you know when they obeyed God and when they were following Him and sought after Him to know Him, <coughs> excuse me, they flourished. Even at the beginning of Egypt, but then near the end of it, before it was time to leave after the 450 years, they became so comfortable that they didn't want to leave. I mean, because they were looking at their material blessings and saying, you want us to leave all these blessings? I mean, that's what they were saying with the indication. At first with Moses, at first they were ecstatic that God heard their prayers. But you remember, he like, almost like, he didn't turn to death here because our God, he hears and sees all and he loves us. He doesn't want us to die. But he'll, his word easily says, sometimes he won't hear us or he won't want to hear us. I mean, he'll like turn a deaf ear towards us when we're not looking at him and then he'll allow the enemy to come in in that particular area and then just totally plunder it. We should be seeing very clearly that God is desiring to plunder this nation not for for our destruction but to wake us up and say, hey, I'm sending my son to get you. My bride, wake up. You know, Brian can fall asleep. If you look at Matthew 25, this is coming up there. Uh, I think it's like 1 through 25, I think. I don't remember the exact verses. I know it starts at verse 1. So we'll just take it from there. After years, they were set to go. They were looking for the Lord, but then they began to sleep. They began to slumber. Brothers and sisters, we're slumbering. I mean, we're bickering. And when we get drowsy, when we get tired... We bicker. We won't receive the corrections of the Lord any longer. We don't receive if somebody wakes up before them. And if we don't like that person waking up that says, Well, wait a minute. I've been walking with the Lord longer. Why did you wake up before me? It don't matter who wakes up first. But whoever wakes up first should be waking up the rest. No where that came from. I mean, that goes along with the six years that God blessed me with placing me in the Salka Pines with some of his awesome children in there. I mean, if you can, when we used to have to wake the kids up, not an easy task to wake up a teenager. Most of y'all probably know this, have learned this, and still trying to master it. Well, not now. Some of y'all just, that's it, you're 18, give it up. <laughs> Anyways, when we try and wake them up, whoever the first one or two or whatever, however many number God says, wakes up, should be waking up the rest. I mean, it's always a successor. I mean, bless me, I was usually the first out of the two, count, two of us counselors to wake up. 
and then usually after I was awake or whoever got up first was awake then we just we woke up the other and then together we went at the kids one woke up one room and then if you can just get one of the kids to wake up they'll wake the others up after a while by them you know getting up showering and whatnot and changing up getting dressed and you guys will wake up no it's time we need to be waking up again we need to be waking up God is using every method he's using fires to burn up the chafe to burn up the stuff that's we've accumulated that's not of him it was may have, the good stuff may have come from him well good stuff all good stuff comes from him period it does come from him but we are not to get attached to it down here. We became attached to it. Some of us are attached to home still. Then to be shooken up. He had to do a major shaking in me to remove that. Some are getting ready to go through that. Let it go. Some are more attached like Lot was to his family. But not so much so he wasn't attached to the community. His wife pulled herself almost out of Lot's hand because she didn't want to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. She didn't want to leave those, that city. Well, she wanted to stay there. And Lot was willing to say, Well, we need to go. We were told by God to go. We need, you know, he was willing to let go. If somebody don't want to go, if somebody... Paul couldn't hang out to Demas. Remember that? He was with him. He ministered to the Lord with him. Ministered to others. In Jesus' name, with him for... We're really not sure how many years, but a number of his missions, trips, uh, journeys. Until, last one, Paul wrote weepingly that he rejected the Lord. He loved the world more than he loved the Lord. Sometimes we just gotta let him go. I mean, we don't want to. We keep praying for him. We keep trusting. Keep asking God to send other people across their path. But if we're called to go, if we're called to leave, and our family wants to hold on to us, our earthly family, our first loyalty now is to Almighty God and then to His family. No longer now. Rightfully, our other families are also our eternal families, so they're going to come with us anyways. Like Peter's wife went with him anyways, and he, she wasn't following Peter, she was following the Lord in Peter. We don't really know, it doesn't appear that any of the other disciples were married. I had a teaching that didn't sound exactly correct that Paul was divorced because in order to be a Pharisee you got to be teaching in that one or so. But there's nothing in the scripture that was able to back that up. So I just shrugged it off. But there's somebody that's trying to add to it. Not just ask forgiveness. But we are being shook up. Some people, hopefully not, but some people will, are so attached to this world, they will stay attached they will not learn the lesson of last wife I don't want that to happen I don't want to see anybody in that's hearing this short message so let's ask ourselves what are some possible applications 
go well first of all let me throw a scripture Hebrews chapter 12 I just don't want to give insights is the main one the shaking again Matthew 25 remember five of those bride, uh, brides they were they must have been the enemy's brides they did not listen and the Lord says who are you I did not know you they were waiting they said they were waiting for him but they were not seeking him they did not keep themselves filled with the Lord Jesus so that means they were actually empty they were probably in the temple they were probably hearing a message they were maybe even reading the scrolls I didn't never I haven't studied that deep into it they may have been sitting in a church pew somewhere or a synagogue pew back then since they were Jews more likely they were Jews but they were never received it they never embraced the grace of God in Christ Jesus in Yeshua HaMashiach and we know where they ended up there was it was too late to repent so again in the Hebrews it's shaken up what are some possible applications to this are you a die have you become have, has your temple of the Lord become because remember the scriptures say through Corinthians again uh, that we our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit that's where Jesus that's where the whole the Godhead abides us and him we and him we're his body supposed to be are you a dying church is your body dead or dying are you close to being straight lined ask the Lord to wake you up ask the Lord to shake you right now repent turn back to him what is he trying to remove from your hand from you what is holding you back from entering into his rest or a hard one has your heart been so hard like the Israelites right now that you have even not received the grace of God yet this one I plead with you I beg with you I pray I pray that the grace of God soften your heart to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ he suffered and died on the cross for all our sins for your sins he was buried three days later as he even told his disciples he would the Father raised him up by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the power of God. And 40 days later, he ascended to be take his seat right back on the throne of God at the right hand of the Father. And he's waiting. Sometimes we who are saved and on our way there and sanctified and justified can almost, almost envision him sitting on the edge of his seat we could be that close just waiting to spring up at the heartbeat step out with Gabriel and sound the trumpet that day is close there will be a day that will be too late don't miss it if you're hearing us today don't let this day go I mean you can even pick up a word if you don't believe you can look at Romans 10 9 you can study Romans chapter 5 8 uh, verse 5 8 and the, uh, 
chapter itself, you can look at who we are now. You can look at Romans chapter 6, that we are dead in Christ. You can look at John 3.16, even all of John chapter 3. You can look at who we are now in Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2. Don't let this day go. Speak to the Lord. Let Him speak through you. And the grace of God soften your heart and you receive Him. For the rest, more possible, a couple more possible applications that's on my heart. Have you caused somebody to stumble lately where you've become dull of hearing or dim in the eyes? You know, our, our physical eyes get old. That's why we, some of us need, many of us need spectacles when we get old. Some of us may even need bifocals. We get that old. Praise God, I'm not there yet. But that can happen. Don't let the sh- don't let Lot's wife, the heir of Lot's wife, be your heir also. Release whatever it is. There's a nation out there. There's a world out there that needs to hear. There are members right now that are claiming members of the church that are sitting in churches that are no longer hearing him, that are dying in churches. You look at the seven churches in Revelation. One of them was they called a dead church, but they were actually they weren't quite dead yet. The Lord was speaking to them. I think Smyrna came about just under that one. He has a burn for the churches. Jesus went in and shook the temple. He made a cord out of leather. He freed the animals, God's creation, that were being used for commerce, for greed, for personal gain. Instead, if you're a business owner, are you try, are you practicing unjust gain? You may and you may even be saying, well, unjust gain. The scripture was all charging usury interest. Not necessarily. That's only one interpretation. Unjust gain could be charging more than what something's worth. Anything that gets us extra money on our own. We're doing that on our own, not by God's grace. God blesses those who bless others. That's where our increase comes from. When we bless others. Not when just we sit behind a desk and earn a paycheck for 40, 50, 60 hours. That's more likely our work. God may have placed you there, but you may, we may have ignorantly turned it into becoming our work. So again, those applications, consider them. I'm sure there are others that the Lord may lay upon your heart. Let Him shake you. Don't fight Him. If you're a spouse, holding on to your... If you're a husband or a wife holding on to your spouse, don't hang on so tight. Don't hang on so tight that they'll bring you down with them. Pray for them diligently. He doesn't want us hanging on to anything of this earth. You got children that just refuse to choose him. 
if he's calling you to go to a certain location, now we know he's, he's I don't believe he's going to ask anybody to abandon their children, homeless, but spiritually you got to let them go. They need to walk. They need to... Now, if you actually were walking by the Spirit, you were an example, allowing Him to work through you, I believe it's John chapter 16 and... Well, 14 and 16 and John both talk about the, the gift of the Holy Spirit after the Lord sat back down at the Father's right hand. Not 16, I believe, where it talks about how he works through us. If we're just walking by the Spirit, he's going to convict people. He's going to soften people's hearts. Because God is all about saving one. one uh, he's not ready to pour his wrath out upon us yet. That day is approaching, and that day will come. Some can doubt, some can write it off. Again, that's your choice, your will. So again, are you a dying church? Are you a dying vessel of the Lord? Is your church, your body, is it dying? Is the community around you dying? Because if it's around it, then the, His gospel is not being proclaimed. Yes, this is in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you. May I be received.